Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, folks, and welcome to another edition of Dog Walk Talk presented to you by Dogs HQ. As always, I'm your host, Jake Roos. And with me, as always, the man fresh in from Miami, and that's Palmer Toms. PT, how you rested up, brother? Not very well and, and headed back to uh, headed back to Athens from Nashville. Um, you know, obviously spent the holidays here as much of the holidays as I could here in, in Nashville with the family, but headed back to Athens to get all settled in before hitting the road once again to Indianapolis later this week. Um, certainly excited to do so, uh, but not very well rested in the process. Hey, uh, hey we'll, we'll sleep when football season's over. Well, we're not too far off, right? I mean, I, I think that uh, we got one more game for college football, and then that's it. Uh, you know, uh, I guess uh, there's probably, what, a couple crappy bowls to work in between now and then. But I think it's just uh, one more. I think it's just one more. Is that right? Wow. I can't believe it's almost here, though. Um, but, yeah, um, obviously, like you said, late night in Miami. And uh, I'm sure the dogs were enjoying their night uh, late into the evening as well. Uh, not so much that they wanted to give a Gatorade bath to Kirby Smart, though, or uh, that he would let them do that. Georgia walks away from the Orange Bowl, a 34-11 to victor over the Michigan Wolverines in what I think is pretty fair to call convincing fashion uh, from whistle to whistle. Uh, it seemed like, you know, Georgia was in control of that game. Michigan never really able to get their legs under them. Uh, I guess you were in the press box, Palm. You were in uh, per person watching it. Uh, I was uh, watching on TV. You know, what was your takeaway from it? I mean, what were the big uh, keys that stood out in your mind? I mean, anything that you saw, I guess, from this Georgia team that maybe you didn't see from the Georgia team a month ago in Mercedes-Benz? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me, and, and obviously it doesn't compare to Mercedes-Benz because of the opponent, but I think Georgia was a bigger faster, stronger, more physical football team. And, and that's what won them this game. I mean, if you, you, you get on social media, you start scrolling around, you see clips from this game, you know, highlights from this game of Georgia players just putting the hammer down on Michigan players, whether it's Jamari Salyer in the trenches, Trayvon Walker, you know, on the opposite side of the ball in the trenches, you know, Nicobe Dean with his play recognition and, and ability to get after the quarterback and, and make plays in open space. Uh, you know, Chaz Chambliss with a very physical hit that ended up getting him tossed. Um, you know, you've got um, Quay Walker was making big plays in open space. These Georgia players were all over the field, um, and, and and I think it's it's a combination of they are just a better, more talented football team than Michigan, but also I think that they came ready to play. They they came with a chip on their shoulder. They they admitted as much this week, um, and and you know they came ready to play, especially defensively, um, but offensively too, um, wanted to prove some things, um, you know. 
as much as Stetson Bennett doesn't hear the noise and wants to block it out, you, you know that he's got to know what's going on um, in the outside world. And he, you know, he silences the haters with, with a 310 yard, three touchdown performance. Um, maybe probably the best of his career. Um, especially given the stage of it, um, you know, defensively, the, the questions were there of, oh, is this is this group a fraud? You know, they, they, they've got all these future NFL guys, but, you know, they, they get, just, you know, just absolutely embarrassed by Alabama. Um, you know, are they a fraud? Will they go out and they hold Michigan to three points uh, for all of 55 minutes? Um, so, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, I, th- I think it was a very all-around complete effort for Georgia in this game, um, and, and it was something that Georgia fans certainly wanted to see uh, after a, a poor performance in Atlanta. And, and now you're going to be, you know, trying to meet that poor performance head on, um, you know, with a rematch of with that opponent um, here in a couple of weeks that are in, in, in a week, couple of days, um, you know, that we'll be talking about here quite a bit over this next week. Yeah, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. Felt like a return to form for Georgia. You know, this was what you'd seen from Georgia most of the year. Um, but this was you know, outside of Alabama, this was the toughest team they'd played and they handled them really well. I mean, they, they really, you know, put it to Michigan um, and really dominated, like I said earlier, from whistle to whistle. Um, Stetson Bennett, I would have to agree with you, easily one of the best games of his career. I thought that that last touchdown he threw to James Cook was probably one of the best touchdown throws he's made uh, in his career just because of the duress he was under and feeling the pressure, the guy breathing down his neck, and he's able to stand in that pocket and deliver. Um, we'll see about silence and the haters. I mean, I think there's still a lot of people out there with a lot of skepticism regarding it, but I don't think there's any skepticism in terms of what George is going to do or what the coaches want to do moving forward. I mean, Stetson's going to start this national championship game and he's going to have, I would say a pretty decent leash uh, in, in order to play this one. Um, We'll see. I mean, I, that's that, you know, if, if it ends up in a situation like you had last time, well, all, all cards off the table. But at, at this point, I think that you've got to roll with what you got. And right now, Stetson's got some good mojo rolling for him. Defensively, definitely like to see the return of pressure. Um, Darion Kendrick, huge for Georgia. Um, you know, that's the kind of thing that just demoralizes, I think, a, a, another offense. Uh, you know, they couldn't really get anything going. And, you know, even that second one maybe wasn't uh, necessarily a, a dagger, but, you know, it was just uh, frustrating. It had to be for Michigan uh, to, to keep dealing with that. So overall, um, yeah, a really complete performance kind of in all facets for the dogs. Um, I, I think they played well uh, on all fronts. Um, you know, Stetson spreading the ball out uh, well, um, got a number of guys involved in the past game. Run game was, uh, you know, serviceable, I would say, uh, 190 yards total. So you got to like that. I mean, knocking on the door at 200, pretty well spread out, but uh, everybody averaging about four and a half a carry, roughly something like that. Your lead guys anyway. Um, Brock Bowers does what he does. Um, you know, I mean, uh, once again, uh, my God, a freshman. And um, even uh, old, uh, old A.D. Mitchell gets involved uh, for a, a little bit of action on the, the touchdown circuit as well. So, um, you know, it felt like I felt like kind of a culmination to me of what we've seen. I know that th- this isn't the end, 
But a lot of those guys who had contributed all year and kind of disappeared maybe during that Alabama game sort of resurfaced against Michigan. And I think that that was a, a very advantageous, obviously, for Georgia. Um, Let me ask you this, Jake. And yeah. You bring that up as, as like a culmination of, of all these guys playing very well. Um, was that Georgia's best game that they've played this season? You'd have to say so, I think. I mean, um, you know, from a – like I said, from an all-around standpoint, I mean, I guess you could say Vanderbilt, if you wanted to, was probably a little bit different just because they were able to score like 28 in the first quarter. Uh, but 35, against it, 35 but, in the first quarter. Yeah, 35, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Uh, you know, given the level of competition, um, yeah, I think absolutely. Um, you know, I don't think they looked as good as they did against Michigan, against Clemson early in the season. Um, they probably looked – maybe a smidge. Well, they probably, in in my opinion, they look more dominant probably against Michigan than they did Kentucky or Arkansas. Arkansas. Um, Yeah. So, you know, like I said, it's, you have to factor in, I think when you're, when you're kind of making a judgment like that, you know, what's the level of competition it's getting done against and given the level of competition, easily the best game Georgia played all year, not really a question in my mind. I assume you agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree there. Um, I think that, you know, like we've said several times already um, here in our short time on, it's been, you know, it, it was a culmination of uh, everything working. Georgia was able to run the ball. Um, the running backs don't get into the end zone, but 190 yards on the ground, four and a half yards per carry for your big, you know, heavy hitters, um, 5.4 as a team. You've got to be happy with that. Um, you, Georgia was able to make plays in the passing game and, and the receivers that you would expect to make plays, you know, made them you have Brock Bowers, A.D. Mitchell, James Cook, uh, Jermaine Burton. You know, those guys were there, you know, on the receiving end of those big plays. Um, you know, you, you, you had big plays in, in the passing game in terms yep. of, you know, seven plays of 15 yards or more, uh, you know, airing the ball out. Um, you had you had two plays of 50 plus, um, you know, another of 39 for a score that probably could have gone for 50 had the end zone not been the end goal there. Um, and, and so, you know, I think that, um, you know, and, and then you factor it in in the run game as well. Georgia was able to move the ball in chunks there, um, you know, a 21 yard rush from from James Cook, a 20-yard scramble from Stetson Bennett. And, and at the end of things, a 31-yard uh, rush from old Dejan Edwards, um, you know, the victory cigar. Um, so I, I think that, you know, in terms of offensively, it was absolutely, um, you know, an all-around performance. Defensively, you, you had to be pleased with the pressure that Georgia got on the quarterback, um, you know, especially com- coming against an offensive line of the caliber of Michigan's four sacks against the Joe Moore award winning group, Um, you know, especially after the performance that Georgia had in the SEC championship game, lackluster performance there with zero sacks to rebound with four sacks was huge. So, you you know, give credit to the pressure on the back end. They're they're not giving up a a bunch of big plays. Uh, In fact, they're making the big plays, Um, you know, with, with Darian Kendrick coming up with two interceptions. So they're forcing turnovers. They also had the fumble recovery. Um, you know, I, I think that when you're, whenever you're talking about a game with three turnovers forced, plus a couple more on downs, uh, you know, they, they, they held their own, um, didn't give up big plays, um, you know, for the most part, and, or at least when it mattered, um, that's for sure. Um, you know, the only, 
um, you know, big play in the passing game was, uh, you know, in, in 42 yards in the first half. Um, but that I think that ended with an interception um, or maybe it was a field goal. Um, I, I can't remember. Um, a lot, lot, lot going on in my head after after this last couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, overall you've got to be happy with, with the way that the defense put things together, with the way that the offense put things together. Um, you know, to me, I would, I would give both those sides of the ball um, an A or an A-plus performance. Sure. Did you um, – I, I don't know how much of the Cotton Bowl you got to watch, uh, given where you were. Um, I got to see a little bit of it. I got to see a little bit of it. It was, it was on in the press box. Um, I had several TVs around me, good, good view of those. Um, but, you know, the focus was elsewhere. Um, so I, sure. I caught a couple glimpses here and there out of the corner of my eye. Um, looking forward to getting, you know, to sit down and, and watch that here before too long. Um, you know, and, and of course I'll, I'll probably hit the SEC championship game, um, you know, to, to watch the rematch of that, uh, or, or to watch that ahead of the rematch of that. So, yeah, well, um, I, I guess my question was going to be, you know, did you feel that Georgia played Michigan better than Alabama yes. played Cincinnati? Yes. And, and I said that in the press box, um, you know, I, I said to the people that were around me, I, I think I said it to you, um, you know, and we had this conversation ahead of time. Uh, we were not going, I was not, you were not going to pick Georgia to beat Alabama if Georgia was, was to beat Michigan and, and just get by. Um, yeah. With this kind of performance, I, you know, and, and I had told myself I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Um, you know, Georgia, the, the, the matchups of Georgia and Alabama are way more advantageous for Alabama than they are, you know, for Georgia in, in terms of the way that Alabama wants to play and the way that you can beat Georgia, um, the, where, where Georgia is susceptible. Um, but I think that after a performance like the one that we saw on, on Friday night, you got to think about it a little bit more. And, and there's a reason Georgia is favored by two and a half points uh, or, or opened there. Yeah, no question. That was I, that was a surprise to me. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Not because Georgia didn't play super well on on Friday night. They really did, obviously. But I just thought that was a really interesting move by Vegas. Um, you know, and it, and it feels almost the, like that. It feels like that that you know that sort of sentiment that a lot of people have of you know it's tough to beat a team twice. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I get that. And a lot of people say that, and, you know, I do think that there's probably some truth to that. Um, but, but at, at the same time, Vegas had had that line set, you know, in the hypothetical rematch game, Vegas had set that line of Georgia is going to be favored in, in this hypothetical rematch that obviously, you know, things play out the way that they did on Friday night. And, uh, and, and that's what Vegas comes out with as their opening line. Yeah, um, I guess we'll get into predictions and all that later on this week when uh, preview in Alabama. But, you know, uh, now that we know, now that the opponents said, I mean, that for me, I, frankly, I feel like we've covered most of the Orange Bowl. I, th I think we, we've pretty well, uh, there wasn't a lot to say. I mean, it was Georgia, like I said, it felt to me like Georgia all season. And we had trouble doing some of these podcasts over the course of the season because there was, wasn't really a lot to say in terms of recapping the game. It was an ass beating. And that's what Georgia did again on Saturday or on Friday night. So, um, you know, a little bit tough in that regard. But I guess, um, you know, now that we know what's ahead and now that we know what's set, 
for the national championship. You know, I'm curious, and I'm sure Kirby will get asked this this week, uh, and I, I look forward to hearing what he has to say about it because I'm sure he'll say, oh, we were focused on Michigan, da 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 of course. But do you get the sense, because I, I do, that this means it's better that they got Alabama in the draw. That's the harder draw, certainly. But, you know, for Kirby to say all this, you're either elite or you're not, this is the chance to prove that, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that if Georgia were to win a national championship and it was over Cincinnati, uh, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't feel the same. You, you would it'd still you know, feel good. It would still feel great for Georgia <laughs> fans to, to get that monkey off their back. Sure. But but let's be let's be honest. Georgia has two big, you know, monkeys on their back, elephants in the room, and it's winning a national championship and beating Alabama. Yep. And, you know, there, there's not been a team that has given Georgia as much trouble as Alabama over the last, you know, dec- two decades, uh, you know, at, as the Crimson Tide. Um, and, and so I think that, you know, to get both of those burdens off of their back, you know, to have a chance to do that is absolutely what they wanted. Yeah, I, I think so, too. It's a rare opportunity where you get to slay two dragons at one time. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you get you, you've really, really got a chance to do something that, quite frankly, could put a lot of people on notice. And, uh, you know, I think that that's like I said, you know, maybe that's not um, it's not the easier draw, certainly. But because, it, because if if they don't beat Alabama, uh, you know, and, and they were to beat Cincinnati in, in this scenario, yeah. Um, you know, everyone, you know, the national media is looking at this. Hey, look, Georgia got, you know, got the national championship, you know, that they that they've been searching for since 1980. OK, great. But they still can't beat Alabama. Maybe, maybe. I, I got to think I got to think they would give a little bit of credit to that Cincinnati team for beating Alabama. I mean, a group of five team coming in and, and beating them in the playoffs on that big stage. I, look, I don't I don't think it would excuse Georgia. Don't get me wrong, but I think it would probably I think people would probably give Cincinnati a little more credit. They would probably wouldn't give Georgia very much, but they, but at, but at the same time, next time that Georgia and Alabama meet up, you know, let's just say oh, sure. next year in Atlanta for the XCC championship, since it almost seems inevitable every year now that those two teams are going to be beating up there. Uh, you know, the, the, the narrative would still be, Hey, congratulations, Georgia. You won your national championship, but you you, ha- you didn't beat Alabama in the process. You, in fact, you lost to them in the process. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's a program thing. It's got to be to some degree, whether he will admit it or not, a Kirby thing. You know, it's got to be lingering in the back of his mind. Jimbo's the only guy who's done it right as the former assistant, and so you know, there's all of those factors play in, and I don't. I think that. While yeah, it, while it would make it super sweet to win against Cincinnati, it, it it's I mean it's just pure you know eight inch thick buttercream frosting on the cake when it's when it's a chance to do it against Alabama. Now I don't know I'm I'm still torn on my prediction. You sound like maybe you're uh, you've been swayed a bit perhaps. I'm, but... I'm thinking about it. Yeah, okay, okay, I'm really okay. giving it hard consideration just because of. Like, like you said, I, I was locked in. I was, I, I said, I said, no way would I pick Georgia. Um, you know, I was again. in complete agreement. Yeah. And, um, you know, 
We'll see. I, 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 I told you I do that one mostly by feel anyway. So um, let's see. I was wrong on Michigan too. I thought, I thought they played Georgia a lot tighter. I just thought that those were two much more similar teams, but uh, I, I you, think you everyone was I, the talent differential. And it's, and I mentioned this over um, to, uh, today, Sunday uh, over at dogs HQ and in, in the um, opinion column I did, but, it, but this is Ali Frazier, man. This is what everybody wanted this year. This is the two clear heavyweights of college football in 2021 there's not a lot of debate, I don't think, in anyone's mind, or at least there shouldn't be, as to who the two best teams were this season. Um, and you get the chance to, to see them duke it out. Um, uh, I think that that's I think that's cool. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we get this, this opportunity to see it one more time um, this year and uh, to see uh, what's going to happen. Because, yeah, either, either Georgia's elite or they're not. And uh, we will certainly find that out on January 10th. I mean, yeah, I, I will say to me, I think it's a, it's a chance for Georgia to make it right. Um, you know, it, if they lose that SEC championship game and, and win this one, um, you know, you, you can look back on that one and say, hey, well, Georgia was was the most dominant team all season long. They had a hiccup in the SEC championship game, but they made it right by beating Alabama, you know, when it, when it really mattered. Um, but, at, but at the same time, you know, on the other hand, you've got Alabama with the opportunity to say, Hey, you know, you want to give, you know, you want to say Georgia was the most dominant team all season, Well, we go in there and we, we curb stomp them again, you know, in, in Atlanta, and then we get a chance to do it again, you know, a chance to beat them again. Um, You know, it it would put, you know, it would put it very definitively that Alabama was the best team this year. I I think that this is a chance to, um, you know, to really define, and that's what you want in a national championship game. You want to be able to, you know, at the end of the day, say this was the best team in college football for this season. And well, I think and, we got that chance this year. You know, I, I, it kind of harkens back, I think back to, um, you know, the I give my book here a little free press, The Road to Georgia, the book I wrote uh, earlier this year or earlier last year. Um, you know, there were so many guys who mentioned that idea of at that time, the big question was, could Georgia beat Florida? And this they were sitting in co- coaches were coming into their homes and they were asking those questions. And I think that this is a chance for Georgia to answer that question in the minds of a lot of these kids, these recruits, these guys that they split from time to time, because right now the answer is pretty clear. I mean, it, Alabama, I think, was an eight game winning streak against Georgia, something like that. Uh, you know, it feels like the Tide have have really – I mean, it doesn't feel like it. They have owned that series uh, over the last 10 years. And I think that, you know, this is a chance for Georgia to either level the playing field a bit or Alabama's going to widen that gap even further because Alabama – you know, I, I've said it before. Alabama's the standard. Alabama's what everybody wants to be and what you should be trying to play to if you're going to be in this – competing in this sport. Uh, they're the pinnacle. And so Georgia's got a chance to uh, level that playing field a bit more, get a little bit closer to that, in my opinion, uh, or Alabama's going to widen that gap even further. And that's going to make it all the more difficult, I think, for Georgia moving forward. But they've got a chance to do it. Yeah, and, and I think that that's exactly what Georgia wants is, is a chance. Um, you know, it's what you play for all season long. You play for a chance to, to have a you know, chance to win the national championship, um, you know, to, to be one of those four, as, as we've said several times, 
you're playing for a chip and a chair. Georgia had that in the in the you know not in the semifinals, took care of business, and and you know now there's two two teams left at the table. It's just it's like Palmer on a date night, just looking for a chance, baby. <laughs> so. Uh, Georgia, like I said, we will get a lot. Obviously, we'll have you covered wall to wall on all things Georgia and Alabama this week. Um, we'll have a lot of crossover again with our guys over at BCS. Clint Lamb, I know, will be a frequent uh, contributor over to Dogs HQ this week. And Palmer, you as well on the other side over there. So uh, make sure to stay tuned into both sides. Uh, we'll have a lot of great content coming on each side for sure. Um, I think that's it for me. You got anything else, Paul? Nope. Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Really appreciate everything that y'all have helped us uh, get started here in, in the last you know, couple of months and, and really excited to uh, you know, keep getting into more and more of it as, as we uh, head into 2022. 2022, a whole year of uh, Dogs HQ. That's uh, got a good ring to it. I, I like that. So um, make sure, like I said, get over and check us out. We'll have full game previews. Uh, we'll have you covered, like I said, wall to wall. And uh, we'll have you uh, locked in and ready for all of the happenings in Indianapolis as the Georgia Bulldogs travel up there and face the Crimson Tide of Alabama on January 10th. For myself, though, and Palmer Toms, this has been another edition of Dog Walk Talk presented to you by Dogs HQ. Thanks for tuning in. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.